Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. In 1987, four childhood friends were reunited after 10 years to investigate the murder of a mentor they all shared. During this time, they unlocked the deep secrets of the past and found themselves exposed to the darkness that surrounded them. Soon it became more than a fight for justice. And instead, it became a fight against the ultimate evil. Six months later, in the winter of 1988, bonded by their knowledge of the dark unknown, they have decided to no longer be the victim. Now they seek out the deep roots of satanic corruption that hides in the shadows of society, all the while trying to mentor a new companion, seeking justice for the death of his cousin. Institutionalized is the second story arc in the Chronicles of Darkness first edition story, The Ultimate Evil, set in Bismarck, North Dakota in 1988. Join us in this tale of satanic horror with Wayne, played by Adam, Che, played by Andrew, Alex, played by Mitch, Michael, played by Slavic, and the newcomer Derek, played by Tillman. If you'd like to contact us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM, and on Facebook and Discord at Twin Cities by Night. If you'd like to help support the podcast, you can find us on Patreon at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy. So Wayne and Alex, you are both in this office, and you guys are finishing up the subways that you were eating. There's still some leftover on there because you went a little overboard buying like the the large subways. But you see that this kid Billy is done eating. And he's like plopping chips once in a while in his mouth as he's like slurping the soda that you bought uh, uh, that you put in a cup there for him. And you see Tina and her red hair. You know, like we mentioned before, how she kind of has like that reddish auburn hair and fair skin. And she looks at you, Wayne, and she goes, "Would you?" Do you want to walk Billy back to his class? I think that'd be good. I think you you can guys can get to know each other a little bit more. It'd be my pleasure, Billy. What do you say? He looks up. He's like, yeah. And he like pops in a Dorito in his mouth a little bit, and he's just like sitting back in the chair. You can tell he's stuffed. And she gets up and she walks right to her desk because you guys are like sitting at the circular like table in her office. And she opens the desk drawer and she comes back and she has like and one thing she has like this uh like a a tablet of like pink pat hall passes. And she writes ones out real quick and she gives it to Billy. And then she like takes this other like sheet that has like where there's like six different stickers that are like two inches by three inches. And she takes a black Sharpie and she writes like guest. And then she writes her name Wayne on there. And she's like, here, if you could put this on your on your uh, your shirt there so people can know that you're a guest here. And then she puts her initials like underneath your name on there. And she's like. And I slap it on and I'm kind of just like patting down the sticker over like my flannel shirt, trying not to get my hair stuck in it. <laughs> and I look down at Billy and he's probably doing the same thing kind of. And, you know, I look to him like, we, you know, isn't it neat? We both have the same sticker. He's like, he looks at, he's like, all right, you, you want to go? Come on, let's go. And he like gets up and he's like, I'll see you later, Miss Weaver. And he like goes and he opens the door and he like waits for you to walk out into the hallway. And I'm wrapping up the second half of a sandwich and I'm, uh, I don't know, probably zipping it up in his backpack as we uh, get, you know, get him set up to go. And then I'll uh, open the door so he can walk out first into the hallway. All right, he walks. And, uh, he I'm walks. just letting him lead, and I'll just kind of be walking like right, right near him, little behind him, but next to him. And I'll kind of make some small talk with him. So, Billy, what's the last thing you read? 
and he like looks up at you for a second and you guys are walking like you hear your footsteps echoing down like this high it's a like a wax floor that's like very highly shined you can almost like see your reflection kind of in the floor as you're walking by and then hallway like seems to be one of the school hallways that seems to like go on forever and he's like stop he's like i i just read the where the red fern grows uh it's a real sad one oh. made me cry and i'm not even afraid to admit it and he looks up at you, he's like you cry all the time son it's like i do too this place makes you cry a lot i take a knee like right before him and i kind of stop him and i put my hand on his shoulder and i'm just like it's okay to cry this life is hard it makes me cry all the time but listen to me if there's something that's bothering you something that's causing you pain you can tell me you can tell me anything and i'll if i can help you i will i'm not like the other adults okay you can tell me what's going on and I'll try to stop it. This place isn't good. It's not good. You said you're going to fix it though, right? Yeah, I'll fix it. I promise. And you see he's thinking for a second. He's like looking down his shoes and he looks at you in the eyes as you're still on your knee. He's like knees. And he's like, if I see something that's not right, I'm going to tell Miss Weaver and I'm going to tell her to tell you, okay? You can tell Miss Weaver and I trust that she will tell me. Is she... A nice lady? Is she somebody that you feel like you can trust around here? And quickly he nods his head. Yeah, she she's not like the she's she's not like the, the people here. She's kind of yeah, like I got one. that impression from her. She she seems like a good one. This is I don't know how else to say it. Just this place isn't right. I don't think good things happen to Toby. I don't even really know him, but I don't know. I don't and know. I'm gonna give him like this. This look, I want to. I want him to really just feel like I. I see him on my level, you know. Like uh, I really just want him to see that. Like I'm. I don't view him as like this adult, like looking down on him as like a kid. And I want to just like you know. So like I'm like eye level with him right now, and you know I'm just gonna kind of like tap him on the shoulder and I'm gonna say, Hey, what do what do you think happened to Toby? You know, just your thoughts. You see him stop for a second and he's like thinking about it. And he's like, and he looks at you up back at you. And he's like, maybe he, maybe he saw something he wasn't supposed to see. Maybe he saw some of the stuff that I think happens here. Toby was like me. He didn't talk to a lot of people. And I know I don't talk to a lot of people. So that tells me that he probably knows bad stuff happened here too. I reach into my pocket and I take out the uh, Dakota investigative card and I start writing the phone number for the landline to my trailer on the other side of it. And I like, I like tuck it into his, like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I actually just like, I give it to him. Like I put it in his hand and I, I close his hand tight around it. And I'm just like, if you ever feel like you're in trouble here, you can call this number on the front. That's where I work. Or you can call this number on the back and that's where I live. And I'll come down here and I'll take you out of this place. You understand? So what's going on over here? You hear coming from behind you. What's going on here? And you see this figure walk up and you see he has like these navy blue pants on and he has like a sky blue shirt tucked in a long sleeve shirt. And you see like there's a name tag that's on it. It says Perry. He has like these this handlebar mustache. He looks to be maybe like in his mid to late 20s. The mustache is like blonde. And you see that he kind of has hair that's slicked back. Not like glued back, but kind of like slicked back behind his ears. It almost goes to like the middle of his neck, but it's like all one length and it's blonde. And he has these really fierce gray eyes and he's like looking down at you two. Who are you? What are you doing around here, buddy? I stand up very slowly and I put my hands on my hips 
And I'm kind of just giving him this stern look back. And I look down at the visitor pass on my, on my, on my shirt. And I put my hand on, uh, on uh, little Billy's shoulder. And I'm just like, my name's Wayne. How can I help you? <laughs> Sorry, hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was stupid. Yeah, no, 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 no. It's not stupid. I'm thinking of the guy that I'm playing. How, how tall is Wayne? How tall is Wayne? Probably not that tall. Like, like what? Like 5'10", five, 5'11"? Five, Just like very average. Maybe okay, like... we'll say like 5'11". So this guy walks up to you and he's about your height. And he gets like uncomfortably close to you. And you see he has like a little toothpick like coming out of like the corner of his mouth. And he's just like moving the toothpick around. And he's all like, what did, what did Wayne say? <laughs> like, what, what? Well, I said, how can I help you? Oh. But uh, I'm going to say like, look, I'm just walking this young man to class. And he looks Got down. Got a problem with that? And he's like, I think Billy can find his own way to class. We don't need no long hairs around here. Dirty hippies. And he's just like getting close to you. And he's like looking, he's looking at you and he's like, you're kind through baby shit, through dog shit at me when I came home from Nam. I don't need your type around here. So let this boy get to school. And he looks at your badge like, so Tina gave you, gave you the pass, huh? Okay, this guy is really pissing me off now. Uh, that comment I don't feel like applies to me. So like, I'm like very kind of offended by that because Wayne's not like a, you know, he's a hippie. Not, yeah, yeah. Like, a, like some kind of like flag burning hippie type. He's yeah. like, whoa, like, so that like pisses him off. So he's just like, you know, he, his face is getting real red right now. And uh, he, but he doesn't want the boy to see him do anything like, or, or like he doesn't want to like get like beat up in this school right now either, which is like, you know, also that, that touch a nerve there, buddy. Who are you with? What are you doing at the school here? It's none of your goddamn business, all right. Matter of fact, it is my fucking business. Seeing I'm the head of security here. So again, I'm gonna ask you one more time before I call my buddies here and we give you the boot. What the fuck you doing here, long hair? Look, you see the fucking pass, all right? Why don't you go in that other room and talk to Tina? I don't gotta explain shit to you. And I'll just kind of turn around and I grab Billy by the shoulder and we just start walking down the hall. They just kind of hear a snicker like behind you as you walk off. We'll cut to Alex. Alex, fuck that guy up for me, please. <laughs> Alex, you are sitting there at the table and you see Miss Weaver gets up and she starts like putting stuff like in the bag. Like she's throwing away the wrappers and she there's a moment like she gets up and she puts some of it. She puts it in this trash can by her desk and she turns around and she's looking at you. And she kind of leans back on her desk while you're still sitting and she looks down at you. She's like, you seem to be the observant type. Yeah. Yes, I am. What's your story? Oh, <laughs> you wouldn't believe me if I told you. And she goes and like props herself like onto the desk. Like she's sitting on there and she crosses her legs. Give me a wits and empathy, please. One success. All right. Awesome. You are, you notice for a second when she crosses her legs, you kind of see like she tugs her skirt like over her knees. And you see there's a moment where she looks down and she like kind of looks up and you realize you're like, oh, like, like you. You're used to seeing this a lot in the bar in the in the, in the main, you know. You see like once in a while, like there, there's kind of like a little connection. Not that she's being flirtatious or whatever, you know what I mean. But you can kind of tell like she's careful to be modest around you, which kind of like gives that little like spark, you know, that you kind of are used to feeling at this point. And she's like, "How how long have you been working on on trying to find this Toby kid?" A little while now. It's uh, it's been interesting. How so? <sighs> I can't really share a lot of that right now. Client confidentiality and all that. Oh, and she just like gets up for a second and looks out the window, She's standing by the window and she turns around again. Are you still sitting when she does that, by the way? Yeah, Alex will be sitting and he'll uh, 
he'll tidy up where he's at. You know, if there's any napkins or any trash near him, he'll start balling it up. And she looks at you while you're doing it. And she's, you see, she's like trying to formulate her thoughts for a second. And she's like, listen, the reason I wanted Wayne to, to go take Billy back to class, I don't want Billy to hear this. And I feel like it'd be good for Wayne to like get to know Billy, but listen, something's not right with this place. What do you mean? I just, they're the, the, I just can't put my finger on it. You know, like you guys coming here has kind of made me realize something, you know, that I don't know the way that Michael called McNulty called and told me that I should talk to you guys. And I don't, the, the way people act here sometimes, it it's almost feels like that they are in damage control. Do you know this clo- school is closed for a year? Just out of the blue was closed for a year. Why was it closed for a year? I don't know that I, that I don't get. It was closed from 87 to 88. And then they just reopened. They had a new, the new dean that they have now, Garrett Dotson. And I, did they change anything? They got a new headmaster. That's all I know. Did they remodel anything? Did they rebuild anything? Anything get torn down? Official story was they lacked funding for that year. Do you see how many kids are here? Why would they? Why would they close uh, one year because of funding? They've been open for like since seventy six, seventy seven. They have all these backers. Why would they close for funding? Does that make any sense to you? Do they have an endowment? I, I think. I, I know they had the they had investors. They had like a few investors that opened this place up. I don't know too much about the history, but I just think like, I don't know, like have you in your line of work, have you just kind of tell when you sometimes when like people are just on guard? And I feel that. Like I'm the new person, you know? Yeah. So let me ask you this. Is there like a place on campus that just feels off? Or that the kids talk about a lot as being a bad place to go. No, not, not like a specific place. It's just how, okay, this is the best way I could put about it. Have you ever worked at a place and you heard like there's some drama between two people and you ask someone what the drama is and you can tell people don't want to talk about it and they just kind of like dance around the subject? I used to work in a bar, so yes. That's how it feels like here sometimes. And then you got these overly aggressive security folks here all the time who are always like giving me the side look and always like, trying to, I don't know. I feel like almost like are subtly trying to tell me that like to keep like not ask too many questions. Hmm. And I, I, is there anything that they're particularly sensitive about when I ask about the history of the place or what happened in that year? I'm just kind of, kind of told like, just, uh, it doesn't matter. New starts. That's, that's one big thing that's been going on. It's like a new beginning, fresh start, fresh beginning. That's what you always hear from Dodson all the time. What's the oldest building on campus here? I don't ugh, I, that I don't know. I I I think the barn. I, I I couldn't tell you though. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't. But listen, I want to. I I want to help you guys. But I think there's more to the story than than that you're thinking. Can I get your number so I can call you? Absolutely. And Alex will look around on her desk and without even asking her, he'll just grab a pen and scribble on a sheet of paper or anything that note or scrap that's on her desk and just hand her the number. And she goes and takes a piece of paper and she writes her name down and her number and she gives it to you. And she's like, um, what do you, and she stops for a second and she like, that's my direct line at the office. Oh, you, would you be interested in, in, in dinner? Alex will sort of absentmindedly scratch at his track mark scars under his shirt. Uh, yeah, sure. Sure. What'd you, what'd you have in mind? Um, I mean, we could go to a restaurant, you know, that's fine. If you would like that. 
Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I could cook too. I mean, I don't know if you, I don't see the ring and I'm so sorry. I'm horrible at doing this. And you see the moment she like just stops and looks out the window. I, I'm sorry. I just, she looks at you and she's like, I just feel from you that you, that you're healing. I don't know. No, you have no idea. And she's like, well, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you escort me to the barn real quick? Um, yeah sure i get i get and she's looking at her watch she's like i can't and then all of a sudden you hear da, 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 on the door and you hear the door open up and you see this figure standing in front with the handlebar mustache and like a toothpick and he's looking at you and he's looking at her and he's like and he's like tina who, who's who's this hippie you got walking around the hallway with the kids and you see her for a second she sits up straight and she looks at you it's like oh um they're looking. They're, they're actually a, a a private agency that are looking into a missing kid who used to go to school here. And you see the guy. Actually, give me a perception and empathy role, Alex. When when she says that, you mean win, wits and empathy? I yes, please give me a wits and empathy yeah. role. Zero successes. So he's just looking at you, and he's like, <clears throat> you know, there's paperwork to fill out when there's guests here, and I didn't see it come across my desk at all. So you, uh, and he looks at you. He's like, you partner, you need to get your long hair friend, and you guys uh, need to go. Okay. I'm sorry, and you are, and he and he points to the name tag. He's like, "Name's Perry, head of security here. You need to get going, buddy. We are trusted with the well-being of these kids, and we have proper security procedures that allow guests here." And Miss Tina, well, I'm sure her goals were good and her intentions were good, did not follow the proper procedures. So, and I'll turn to Tina. Well, if will you see me to my car then? And he looks at and Tina looks at him, and he's like, "No, I'll be seeing you to your car. So let's go." And then you hear a whistling, Wayne, when you get to the end of the hallway. And you're like, hey, buddy, get down here. You and your friend, I'm going to go show you out here. Does this guy trip my danger sense or my unseen sense at all? Remind me what both of them are. You don't have to read them like like the verbatim, but just remind me what both are. Uh, danger sense, basically, it gives Alex sort of this heads up if he's in danger. And no. unseen sense, if there's anything supernatural about this guy, Alex gets like, you know, the hairs on the back of his neck stand up. No, he doesn't get any of those two. No. Okay. So, so this guy's just a dick. He's just a dick. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, okay. uh, and he's like, uh, yeah, come on, buddy. And he's like motion for you, Wayne. And you see, you see Bobby look up at you, Wayne, or Billy look up at you, Wayne. And he's like, just go. He's, he's not going to let, he's not going to stop until he gets what he wants. I'm good. I'll call you. Okay. And like, I'm so disappointed to hear this kid say that to just like, know that this is like ingrained in him already. And like, there's just so much more I want to say to him just about that. And I'm just, I just like kind of shake my head, like sad. And I just turn around, I give him like a, a pat on the shoulder and I'm like, all right, you call me if there's any trouble. Okay. And I turn around and I just start like, I'm almost like, I'm like striding towards this Perry guy right now. Like I'm like, I'm walking like with a little bit of a pep in my step and a little bit of a fire in my eyes right now. And if I can see Alex outside too, that's only going to embolden me. Alex, you're, are you going out into the hallway, Alex? Very slowly. And you see, Alex, he's he's kind of just dead staring Perry as he very slowly makes his way to the door. When he gets to the door, he'll turn and look at Tina, give her a quick wink, and then turn back to leave. And you see Wayne looks fired up and he's like, you want to dance, boy? We can dance. I fucking wish you would. And he's like, he's like getting close and stuff. And he's just like, I got my eye on you, motherfucker. Oh, and like, well, you know, that language ain't going to get your, your, your request approved in the future to come back here so i hope you get a good look at the school because your ass ain't gonna be in here ever again 
And like Wayne is like pissed and like he knows that he's just making a scene and making things bad for like the both of them and for this investigation. But he's just like, this person is really getting his goat right now. Like he's, he's really gotten under his skin with the, the, like uh, the saying that like he threw down, you know what I mean? Like that, like whole kind of like hippie thing. Wayne didn't like that. And um, you know, he's not going to like, he's not going to get physical with the guy or anything, but like, he's like in like a verbal, like, you know, verbal with him right now. Alex is going to look at Wayne, 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 let's just, let's just go on. Let's get going. I'm, I'm sure the village person here has very, very big business to take care of. You see our snicker as the guy sn- like looks at you, Wayne, like he kind of won, and he like motions, go, go on down that way, go on down this way, and he motions towards the stairs. And you recognize his accent clearly isn't like North Dakotan. You know what I mean? Like, is it going down that way? Here we go. And I turn around and I give him that that motion of where I do the two fingers at my eyes and then the one finger at him, like the I'm watching you. And I give him like a cold look and then I just turn around and, and I'm sure Alex is kind of just like, you know, come on now. Like, let's like, you know, let's just go. And uh, yeah, I'm just going, I'm just like, yeah, let's get out of here. So he walks you down to your guys' car and then you guys start the car and start driving off the land. You know what I mean? And you kind of see before we leave, Uh Alex is going to roll down the window. Literally as we're ready to pull away, Alex is going to roll down the window. So uh, what are you charging for mustache rides these days? Big guy. <laughs> and he go, go, go. he's like, <laughs> and he's just like looking. You can see like that's the dust trail, or the the slush and everything. You know, like from the wheels, like fall back. Can I hit him guys. with a with a coffee cup? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. yeah. God, you can the epic satanic snowball fight of 1989 occurred. <laughs> Wayne's no. so childish. Yeah, it's cool. It's fine. Yeah. So as you guys are you peeling out, you know, you guys, you drive past the welcome sign and you're back on the highway heading south to Bismarck. First of all, let's get some what's going on in your head, Alex, uh, with all the all that just happened right now. Alex is kind of annoyed. He really wanted to go down to either the barn or some other place in the school and kind of get an impression of the place. uh, See if he could feel anything with his merits just in case. He's dealt with enough creepy shit, but he knows he still has an in with that dinner date that's coming up. Yeah. Like, how's he looking at that? Is he looking at that? Like how, I mean, like, how is he looking at the whole situation? Is he looking at like, there's just something to exploit. Is he looking at like, is he even in the mindset to even care about romantic type stuff with everything that's going on with him? No, he doesn't care about the romance. He cares about the job, but you know, the romance is a stepping stone to the job. So he'll see where it can go. So cold-hearted player kind of thing, right? You're just looking at like a way to get into this case. Not cold-hearted per se, more like just burnt out. Mm. What's his impression of Tina? She seems like a good person. Naive as fuck, but good person. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that for sure. What about you, Wayne? Uh, I feel really pissed off. Like I blew it. Like um, like I let my hot-headedness kind of compromise what we had going with the school and now we're not going to be allowed back. I'm also really worried about this kid. I see a lot of these like alarming behaviors in him and I'm no psychologist, but you know, it's just, he seems so defeated and scared. And it's like, I just hate that. uh, There's like nothing I can do for him right now. And that like, I can literally just see like this oppressive school, just like even in this short time I've spent here, I can see just like these oppressive figures in this school, just, bearing down on him already and he's already defeated and like these sex allegations sexual abuse allegations i just don't feel like it's a safe place for this kid and i'm just like 
really worried about it, but also the fact that I just got like basically given the boot. I'm just like, fuck, like, did I just blow my only chance to like help this kid by, by, you know, being hot headed and stuff. Also, it's just like everything else that's going on right now. It's just like, it's what's causing me to have such a short fuse. Like what's going on with my, my fucking friend who's like fighting for his life right now. And like the, he's the grandson of my mentor. And I don't know like what's going to happen with that. Like, I'm just, I'm really just like being like pulled in like a million different directions right now. So yeah, dude, it's not good. I, I feel yeah, it's a very it's pressure, it's stress, you know. And then you have this asshole who comes up when you're trying to do something right and is obviously has some kind of bully complex or yeah, and that's the thing too, something. is it's like a it's like a high school bully kind of thing. It's like he just like didn't like the way I look, so he came up with some shit about it, and it's like, you know, he wanted to fight, yeah. and I was just like that really just pissed me off, man. So like uh but like at the same time, like as they're driving away, Wayne's gonna be like Fuck, Alex. I'm sorry, man. That was that was real fucking stupid of me, dude. Nah, don't sweat it. We still have an in with uh with Tina. I'm gonna have dinner with her and see what I can get out of her. Hot we might need dog. To come, yeah, we might need to come back and break into this place. Do you have the license? Do you have one of the licenses, or should I do that on my own? Well, we can break into this place, no doubt. Yeah. I don't see there being any kind of problem with that. We'll yeah, just come back that. at night. I, I just don't want you to get in any trouble. Because, you know, Mike's got a license. I don't have a license for good reason. Wayne's thinking back to that test that he took and like, you know, whether it be divine intervention or somebody on the outside giving him a little bit of a head start, he passed and he does have that license. And it's still just like kind of dumbfounding to him that he's like, yeah, I do have one of those. Kind of funny how that works out, ain't it? Yeah. So uh, it's up to you if you want to risk it. I mean... I'm happy to do the shady shit. Look, uh, these kids are in trouble here. Now, I don't really think there's any use playing it safe if it's going to... I don't think we got any time. We might just have to come back tonight and bring some bolt cutters or some shit like that and just kind of see what happens. All right. We might need to stop at a hardware store. Yep, yep. All right. We'll say the drive goes uneventful until you get back to the Dakota investigative services, Michael and Derek will say that you like probably rolled up like a half hour ago. You're within the office. You see guys see through the glass front that both Derek and Michael are in there. You two walk in, go ahead. Scenes on you guys. I go right through the door. Uh, I take my jacket off and I kind of just throw it on the couch. I'm a little bit pissed off right now. I'm pacing a little bit back and forth, kind of muttering to myself about that guy. Stupid son of a bitch with his dumbass mustache. Alex goes to his desk and starts to uh, just doodle on a sh- on a sheet of paper. How's it going, boys? Pretty good, actually. What about you? Well, we went down to that school, talked to a nice woman that worked there, talked to one of the young men that uh, goes to that school, and you know, it's just that that kid's all scared, man, terrified. He's worried about all kinds of stuff that's going on there. And, you know, I got a little bit fired up with the school security and might've gotten us kicked out of the place. What happened? He just got in my face and started saying all this stuff. And, you know, like I had a visitor pass, like everything was on the up and up, but he just, you know, started talking about my hair and I don't know, things just kind of got away from me and I got a little bit fired up. You know, I'm still thinking about Che and all that all that other bullshit that's going on, man. I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to let it get away from me so much, but yeah, I don't think we're going to be allowed back there. Uh, 
at least formally, but there's still a lot of a uh, lot of stuff we got to look into. So me and Alex, we were maybe talking about going back tonight, maybe uh, stopping at a hardware store, getting some tools that we need and just uh, just breaking in. Yeah, we'll call it an unofficial visit. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I think about it like that, it actually uh, sounds a lot better. Well, you know, just take care, guys. And please, Wayne, you have to understand that during an investigation, and I understand that, believe me, I, some people just deserve to get punched in the face. Thing is, the mission always comes first, Wayne. I know. You're right, Michael. I wish I, I wish I had thought of that. I just... It just fucking got away from me, man. I'm sorry. I promise. From here on out, I'm I'm not going to do shit to compromise this mission. It's all, all mission. Right. All right. What time is it right now? It is, we'll say about 4, 3.34. Matter of fact, we, go ahead. I'll let you go first. Yeah, let's see if the bakery uh, next door has some uh, some stuff to cheer up Wayne and the team. And we'll tell them about Galloway. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna walk next door first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get some stuff, coffee, I guess. So when you walk in, you see Martha sits up. She's like, "Jesus Christ, don't you have a home of your own? What do you want now? You want my daughter?" <laughs> uh, no, no, I'm out of the dating game right now. She's married anyway, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Do you have those little cakes, you know, the ones that I used to get all the time? Yes, I have emergency reserve, as always, and she just walks back and she, like, comes back with all those, like, pink bakery boxes, you know, that they put, like, stuff in. And she kind of slides it over. You're going to want some coffee, aren't you, too? Yep. Okay, hold yeah. on a second. She's like, give me a second. She's like, I'm going to just give you a whole container of it, okay? There's a, a th- one of the thermostats and one guy. Oh, yeah, 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 please. All right. I'll carry it over, right? And she like goes and she like you see she goes behind there and it's like you can tell it strains her a little bit, but she's like walking along. She's like, you can at least be a gentleman and get the door if you're not gonna date my daughter, okay? All right, all right. And then you guys eventually see like in comes you see Michael coming with that stereotypical pink box, and then right behind uh comes Martha, this like kind of older lady holding one of those like you know, coffee things that are full of coffee that you can pull the nozzle down, and she just like sits on your desk, Wayne. She looks at you and she's like <laughs> she just like pats her head and she like turns around like all right you boys have a good evening okay what are you gonna you working on a case now is that why you need all this caffeine this late pretty much i'm afraid so martha thank you for this you know you're the one that's keeping us going you're uh wouldn't be able to do this without you i couldn't do my job without your tom Selleck mustache all right wayne it's it's all good i'm like holding her hand as she says this I'm, you know <laughs> like i try to like i try to make her blush a little bit yeah, yeah, like she... stuff like that like i'm not like overboard with it yeah but, yeah like, She'll like, like put his arm around her and like <laughs> shit like that. She's like, oh, 30 years ago, Wayne, 30 years ago. She just like pats you on the chest and she like turns around and walks out. She's like, you don't want to deal with my like, arthritis. I'm just like, you don't look, a, you don't, you don't look a, a lick above 30. Oh, well, thank you. She's like, that's how you get all the ladies, huh? And she just like winks at you and turns around and like opens the door. You're that bell and walks out. You said you're going to tell them about, uh, you're going to tell them about the conversation you guys had with uh, uh, Keith Galloway. Real quick, quick, Chris. Alex is going to stay back in the office. Well, you guys are all in the office. Oh, we're all, okay. I thought everybody went next door. No, no, no. That Mike just went there. So you're all in the okay. office. So, uh, Michael, you're going to tell him about the Keith Galloway you said? Yeah. So this Keith guy, he's pretty specific, suspicious, right, Derek? Oh, yeah. We we got him good. Yeah. We, we went to his little church thing and... Uh, we sort of caught him unawares. We didn't call in or anything. 
and uh, we're pretty sure he's involved. We he didn't say he knows anything about Toby, but we sort of once we mentioned Walkstetter, and he started to be on guard, or well, not on guard. He was scared, almost terrified. And when we mentioned McMulty, he told us to get out, like in a very sharp voice. And yeah, definitely, he definitely has something to do with this. And he could be our in. He's been with the school for a long time, since the beginning. And I think, I think we should get someone to tail him. Oh, that's not bad. Just maybe, maybe tomorrow and the day after. Wayne is like looking pretty approved. talks to any interesting people. Yeah. I'm going to say like to them, I'm just going to be like, sounds like he's got something to hide. Also sounds like he's going to crack pretty easily. This seems like a good bet. Yeah, that's what I'm feeling. I'm worried about the uh, McMilty guy. Like, what do you think? Let's let's play this out. I'm feeling that Galloway is going to break down in panic, probably, or in anger and call up McMilty or worse, like try to corner him with something. Well, maybe we can get McNulty on our side beforehand. Let him know that Galloway might be, might be looking for him, might be trying to contact him, and then that way there he'll be ready, know what to expect. And if we can get him working with us first, he might be more willing to, uh, I don't know, cooperate and tell us what Galloway said. If we can give him kind of an advance warning of what he, you know, what he could be expecting. Uh, When I talked to that guy, he, you know, he's he's a real sad man. You know, something. Something's troubling him. He's a drinker. I think he'd work with us. Alex, what do you think? Alex just doesn't respond. I'm feeling like he might retreat if we try to reach out even more. That was my previous impression that he he has had enough of us. And now it it could get worse because he could make the connection and we cause him trouble. That may be so. That may be so. The impression I got from him is he doesn't want to see any more kids hurt and I think if we can convince him we're on the same page, he might help us. He might not. It could be like you said. If we uh, put too many cards on the table, he might run. As you say that, you hear the phone ring on Alex's desk. De- Alex, you're kind of staring off, and all of a sudden it's like, and the phone rings like right in front of you and kind of snaps you out of your 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 trance. Yeah. <laughs> so go ahead and say what you said in the chat okay. so we can listen. So Alex zonks out and he's just sort of scribbling on the notepad and the scribbles start off as sort of this gibberish just doodling lines and then eventually becomes more and more specific and then once the phone rings he sort of ignores it for the first couple of rings and then on the third ring he just sort of snaps awake and drops the pencil and grabs the phone sorry hello uh, Alex is a Tina. Hi. Um, our our dinner date. Uh, I think it's best we probably just do it at my apartment. Are Are you okay with that? Yes. Yes, I am. So, okay. Um, here's my address, and here's my. Uh, how about six thirty tonight? Alex takes a look at his watch, or no, sorry, not his watch. The clock on his desk. What time is it? Oh shit! Sorry, it's uh like four thirty right now. Five. Uh, yeah, yeah, that should work. What's your address? And then she just kind of gives you the address. Thanks. Yeah, I'll, I'll <clears> see you then. What? Awesome. So let's break let's break down what you're doing so like the the so listeners can know exactly like what you're doing. So you're using a merit you have, right? Yeah. So a- Alex is using his automatic writing merit. Okay. 
And what uh, what does that all? So entail? while the others were talking, he was kind of zonking himself out into this trance state, uh, where he just sort of lets his mind float freely. He doesn't, you know, he loses all sense of focus, all sense of awareness, and he just moves his hand on the paper. And as he's drawing, slowly the scribbles become words or images that specifically pertain to the question he has in his mind. And he's trying to ask, or his general question is, where should he look at the school for answers when he breaks in later that evening? And so he's just trying to see what the psychic ether provides him with. And that was 11 successes to get into the trance state, which requires 10 successes and three successes on the automatic writing role itself. Let me think real quick on this. (laughs) In front of you, you see a picture of a horse. It looks like it's within a barn. And you see these silhouettes of figures standing around the horse, but they're black and they're dark. And the horse is white. And you see sitting on the horse is a figure that is all shadow. That's what you see. Okay, excellent. So once Alex hangs up the phone, he'll start looking at the picture. All right. So how do you, I mean, we know that Alex doesn't think he has some psychic power or whatever, but like how, like how does Alex, like how does Alex frame like that, that happens there? For himself, he just sort of frames it as letting his mind wander. Uh, He's used, you know, just let his subconscious freely run processing the information that he's gathered and any other thoughts or impressions he may have and just go, you know, let his hands do the walking and the talking on the paper. He doesn't really think of it as a power so much as his subconscious manifesting an answer that's already there that he's just not been able to put the pieces together himself on. What does it say though? Like, what does he think about seeing like this picture's eerie that you're looking at? It's, it's, it's unsettling and it's weird. It's a weird type of looks like adoration of some dark figure riding a pale horse. Like, what does that make him feel like? Cause that, I mean, to me, that's not normal. It's almost like the drawing that you saw on your desk when you woke up from that weird dream where Wilkeser was in the dream pretend, pretending to be that woman, that, that strange woman you're on the couch with. Does it, does it, does it make you fear? Does it scare he, you? It's, it's a little unnerving. Uh, he's looking at it and thinking, okay, well, I kind of suspected the barn was the place to go anyways, but all these dark figures, he's like, oh shit. Okay. So maybe that's part of his past trauma and the shit he's experienced manifesting on the paper, or maybe there's something else there, but he's doubting that part of it. Wayne looks over on the paper. Hey, what you got there, Alex? Draw a, draw a horsey. Yeah. Just, uh, just sketching out some thoughts. I think we're going to be breaking into that barn tonight. Now, how does that make you all feel that that Alex is just randomly like, I'm going to break into a barn tonight? That seems so kind of out of like, you know what I mean? The functional, like you're talking about tailing someone and getting leads and all this stuff. And then he's like, yeah, I'm going to go break into the barn tonight. I honestly, like given what I've seen, it makes perfect sense to me. Like I just like if that's what we have to do. Yeah, like that, that totally tracks with like the type of stuff that we've been doing and the type of stuff that we've seen, like. If he feels a way about a barn, if he hurt, you know what I mean? Like that's, oh, then that's where we got to go. Uh, new guy. Sorry. What barn? Oh yeah. So there's this uh, barn on the school's campus. When we were talking to Tina about it, I kind of got the inkling that that might be the place to go. I asked what the oldest building on campus was. And uh, 
that that's where she said the oldest building was. She couldn't really pinpoint any particular spot on campus that the kids know to avoid or that there's rumors about. So I figured we'll start with the oldest place and work our way down from there. Mike, give me a, an intelligence and investigation role, please. Difficult or yeah, intelligence and uh, investigation. Uh, what specifically does it relate to? You're asking about your specialty? Yeah, What's I have specialty? a specialty called Unbelievable Happenings. Oh, wow. What does that mean? I don't know. I think just weird shit, supernatural stuff, I guess. I would say go ahead. Fine. Yeah, I said use that. Yeah. Tens or two successes. All right. So I have two successes. So you are, I mean, you in your head, like you talk to this Galloway, you're talking about tailing him. You're just talking about Wayne, like, hey, you got to keep it calm, you know, all that. You, you heard Alex talk about having a dinner date, but now you're hearing this barn. And like, like we gotta go break into this barn at night, and and in your head, you're like trying to like formulate it into this like investigative mind that you have, and it just doesn't fit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it seems like rando a little bit, random. What what's going on with it? And you can even hear when Derek says that, like, "Hey, a new guy, but what does this barn have to do?" It kind of sets you off thinking right now. Why this barn specifically? Just a feeling I get. Well, if I you mean, wanted to bury some bad shit or do some bad shit, you'd do it away from most people's eyes, and not a lot of people are going to want to go to the barn. It's true. Well, you know, I trust you, so take a look. Hey, it's either we go with uh, we go with our gut, or we I don't know, start taking trash from the dumpster and doing shit like that. I mean, if you got a feeling, let's just ride it out to to its conclusion. Yeah, just just making it clear, none of y'all need to come with me for this. I know it would put your licenses at risk and might get me arrested, but I'm used to that. So it's okay. I don't know how y'all feel about it. Oh, I'm coming along. I think the good Lord gave me this license and I think he wants me to accompany you too. So I don't see it as any kind of conflict. All right. Just so you're sure. The ultimate evil focuses on people versus the dark mysteries of the world. Inferno Temptation follows the similar theme as two mortals are haunted by two demons who won't let them go. Listen to find out if Brother Jan and Sir Reinhardt give in to temptation.